0: Classroom Brew, this is episode 209. And I would be lying if I said I was in a great mood, guys. I thought I would be in a great mood because I somehow landed a PlayStation 5, which is a miracle. But today, the fucking Chicago Cubs, the number one team that I've been a fan of since the beginning, they were the first team I was a fan of before I like was introduced to the Bulls and the Blackhawks and the Bears and all that. And they traded everybody away. Anthony Rizzo, the building block of the entire rebuild to make the World Series run, traded him away like it was nothing. Chris Bryant, the ultimate utility man and the, probably the best player that we had on our roster, traded away like it was nothing. He was crying when they showed the news, like the, when he got the phone call, they showed Rizzo with his family in the, the outfield, they got rid of Baez. They got rid of, I mean, granted, the pitchers like Kimbrel and Chafin, anyways, point being, Three major players are gone and they've basically told the fans we're going to rebuild and fuck you. So Jed Hoyer and the whole Ricketts family, that's the ownership and the GM slash president of Baseball Operations, fuck you. I'm not going to be able to watch. I had to tell Katie, don't, please don't buy me tickets for the next five years. It's too soon. This sucks. We kind of knew it was a possibility, but three out of them, three people. I thought like two would be gone, maybe one if we're lucky, and you rebuild around that, but no, the Chicago Cubs organization should be ashamed, they have basically said fuck you to the fan base yet again, and people are still going to support them, but I am pissed, I can't even, I have cried today, I have cried when I saw that Rizzo was gone, that got me emotional, teary eyed. When I heard the rumors of Baez and Bryant, I got overwhelmed. And when they went through, basically the past 24 hours, I've cried at least two or three times, which may sound dramatic. However, the emotional investment in the Cubs, this has been truly too much. So, if you know a Cubs fan, check in on them because we're not doing well. (laughs) We have even with the prospects that we got for our players, basically all of our core is gone with the exception of one player who still might be gone because we still have one more day till the deadline. I'm not in a good place with this. I'm going to have to literally ignore the Cubs for a while. I can't go to Wrigley. I'm not going to go to Wrigleyville. I'm done. I fucking hate Jed Hoyer. I fucking hate the Ricketts family. I hate it. Anyway, the Olympics are going on right now. And my my biggest thing, so the the hate for... Uh, Simone Biles, which, by the way, she is being penalized because she's doing difficult things and the judges are taking off, like, difficulty points because they're like, well, it's Simone Biles, so she could be fine. As if, like, Tom Brady's touchdowns are only worth four instead of six because he's good. Like, that's fucked up. Or, like, LeBron's layups are only worth one because he's so good. Like, that's fucked up. And people are giving her, she dropped out from the team thing for mental health, and people are giving her shit. So that's upsetting, but the big thing I noticed was during a particular, I think it was, it was softball, for sure it was softball, there was a pitcher for Australia who every time she would pitch would scream like, "ow, ah! ow!" Ah! before, during, and after the pitch, which to me is very distracting. But she wasn't even in the game for that long, but let's just pretend that she was in the game for the entire time. She probably would have more of a sore throat than a sore arm. And she's the pitcher. Of course, if she throws 100 pitches in a game, throat's going to be more sore. Much like a teacher at the end of a day within the first week when you're not used to it. So, yeah. Uh, I had this funny thought, actually, when, when I was in elementary school. I remember this. There was this thing where we basically had at the elementary slash middle school that I went to, during the summer they always had like a like a day where they had a bunch of different games, like the the clowns that you try to knock down with the thing and basically like the games you would see at Six Flags or Disneyland like in the the walkway area and they would do that every time and I remember we were going to go to uh, this one year and I was watching the news for some reason Uh, and I was really young to be honest with you and I remember being like why are you guys relaxed right now and just going to go to whatever the thing was called when a current event was happening and the event that I thought was happening (laughs) was the Challenger Space Shuttle Explosion. Now, the Challenger, what year was the Space Shuttle Explosion? That was it. <laughs> the Space Shuttle Challenger blew up in 1983. This was the year, like, 2001. <laughs> but I didn't realize it was just the anniversary of. So this was, uh, or maybe it was during the school year, I can't remember. Uh, April 4th, 1983. And I guess I was so young and ignorant that I was like, this is happening now because it's on the news. And I had no clue, and I'm sure that my dad looked at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So, I have a question, by the way. Anyone that's a music teacher, I'm going to bring this up a couple times, you know, over the next few episodes, just in case. But I remember the the songs that we used to to sing or whatever. I, I think I've mentioned this once before, but I've never dove into this deeply. But the songs for those plays, you know, when you have like the, those leveled stands for the kids to, you know, and then they have the three microphones in front and you basically, you sing as a group. Then a few kids come up and read their memorized lines that are maybe written on their hand. Then they go back and they sing. Those kind of like recital plays that you do in elementary school. I couldn't find, when I looked up some of the lyrics I remembered, I couldn't find those songs anywhere. And it made me think like, is there a a curriculum for these, these plays? Are these music teachers, and they probably are, are they really just this creative that they're writing one play per grade level. I'm sure, you know, over the course of years, you don't, you know, have to worry about it too much. But are these actual things that were written by somebody else? Or like, is my, is the Feeding Frenzy song from when I was in like third grade, did anyone else do that in the world? Was there the, the, what was it called? Like something down under, down under play or whatever when I think I was a, a kangaroo that year. I was a shark another year. Oh, I was a son in kindergarten, and I can't remember what else. But did everyone do those? Like what, classroombrew at gmail.com or at classroombrew on social media, what kind of plays did you do when you were in elementary school? Maybe I'll post this as a question on Instagram because it, I don't, did, what was the thing? It was my Miss Varpa uh, or something, was my elementary school music teacher, had her from kindergarten all the way through like fifth grade. Did she come up with all this stuff? I don't remember what do we do in fifth grade? I don't remember. Doesn't matter. But point being, like, is are these experiences unique to each school, or is there some sort of crossover with the assemblies that you do or the the concerts, whatever you call them? They're not quite concerts, I don't know, but they're concerts, you know. So let me know. I'm really I'm really wondering this. So yeah. I also I ordered something from uh, Best Buy, or not Best Buy from uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. Why did I say Best Buy? Who knows? And I got it for the team. It was basically just like a a cleat cleaner, you know, so when there's mud in the things, you know, whatever. And like, for the four weeks after I made that purchase, like day one, Dick's Sporting Goods was like, so how you liking your purchase? Yeah, weird, I'm not gonna respond. Day two, you like these similar products? Kind of weird. Like day three, they're like, hey, check out these deals on items that have nothing to do with what you bought. This is getting really weird. Then like day four, it was like, hey, you really don't want to miss these deals on these items, man. It's getting really weird. And then day five, it was like, hey, we noticed you looked at these products in your email and you put them in your cart. Maybe. Could you? Maybe will you? Come on, homie. Like that kind of a thing. It was so weird until like finally the last week. It's like, are you going to come to our site again? Are you going to buy something? Please. Our retail stores aren't doing well. Amazon's killing everything. And it's like, I just I bought one item. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Anyways, on Instagram, uh, into teaching related stuff, I asked people what, how they felt about teachers buying the majority of their school supplies. And uh, we got, you know, it's the beginning of the year. Everything is, you know, teachers, here's a discount at Target for like 30% off. like oh, That's a big fucking deal, whatever. And uh, I know there's a thing where a lot of teachers in some states are not taxed for purchases if they have their their letter just folded up in their pocket or whatever. But, I asked people what they thought about teachers having to buy supplies and it's kind of become a norm. And plenty of people have said, I'm going to have to stop, but let's go into what people actually wrote. So unlimited underscore rice underscore pudding wrote, not cool at all and goes to show how cracked school systems can be sometimes. Of course. Uh put no like. I'm, I'm with you there. What, what more can I say? Uh, return of Zadai wrote, it's shit. So I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, Mrs. J. Schwartz wrote, I feel like I've spent a small fortune doing it and this is my 13th year. Yeah. I mean, real, let's just say in a perfect, let's say you only spend $250 per year, but over the course of 13 years, you're spending 1,000, Was that? 3,000 something, something. Let's see. 3,250 for 13 years. Yeah. And that's something that's not like, you're not getting anything out of that necessarily. It's usually not, it's not for you. If it's like an office supply for your desk, maybe, but you know, that should probably be provided, right? Uh, Amy underscore Lin 0618 wrote, that's some bullshit. And it is uh, Matt Halpern, uh, who also started a podcast. He's been on the podcast as well. It used to be Halpy, but now it's Matt Halpern uh, Education. He just wrote, no. And <laughs> that perfectly summarizes it. Czar uh, Smith wrote, it must stop. It is an expectation that needs to end. No other profession does this. I think that's a great, I'm, I'm very much in agreement with that. And Rihanna May wrote, I don't mind spending some if it's a specific thing that I want. Specific like pens or paper or whatever. But I try to max at $100 per year. I know a lot of things, it's like you can get reimbursed for something. That's a really big process. I straight up bought a subscription to, what was it called? Oh, uh, quizzes.com. Q U I Z I Z Z. Because I I use it for review games, but they were they made us do the mandated Constitution test, and uh, so to do that digitally for most of the kids that were digital, of course most of them didn't attend. I had to get this software, and it was like seventy five bucks or whatever, and I was like, hey, this is for purpose the purposes of education. It's for the kids. I'm gonna do it and do the reimbursement form, and they denied me in like two seconds. They're like, nope. It's software. Can't do it. You should have gotten it approved beforehand. Like, fuck you, man. You told me do the constitution and gave me no way to actually have the kids do it. I find something on my own and build it and take the time for it. And then you say, no. But can you make sure you send those results to us? Also, can you share your software with everybody else now that you've paid for it? Like, hey, teacher, now that you've purchased these things, kind of like the sound equipment for the school. My plan is to leave it there like, that's fine. That's, that's yours. I, I got it for the school for those purposes. But at some point, I'll retire or I'll leave somewhere or I'll leave teaching. We talked about that a little bit in the bonus episode from, uh, what was it, last Tuesday? And so stuff eventually that I've worked hard for, whether it's like renovating a classroom or getting a bunch of technology, eventually my efforts just benefit others. And it's not, you know, and that's fine. That's part of the gig when you do things that you want to last for a while. But it's kind of shitty, right? Like, hey, we're not gonna support you through this process to get this done. That's gonna help students. It's gonna help the staff. It's gonna help the school in general. But we're gonna take full advantage once you've done all that grunt work. You know what I mean? Like, oh, good fucking luck, teacher. But then once they've done it, they're like, we always knew you could do it. Now, can you tell me how we're gonna implement this school wide so we can take advantage of the great thing that you got for us? As if it's like a given that it's like, well, you got this, maybe even spent your own money. When can we, gimme, 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 gimme. That's the school district or the school. You know what I mean? So that's that's kind of where it's at. If it's something like pens and paper and things like that, obviously, I'm not trying to say you shouldn't do it because we all know a government-funded classroom would be a very minimal classroom. Like you'd have just your chairs. Most of them are probably broken. You would have no borders. You might get some chalk or maybe, well, here's what, you would get chalk, but you would have whiteboard markers or whiteboard uh, boards in your classroom, dry erase boards. There's the word, found it, nailed it. But that's kind of how it goes, right? And uh, needless to say, a lot of people when we were talking about, well, not me, when uh, Target posted something about this, a lot of people really sounded off. And I I think it's it's a, a topic that a lot of people have a lot of thoughts on because, well, let's be honest, everyone has an opinion on teaching and education because everyone's an expert because they were once a student at their, you know, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I'd like to know what you guys think. Uh, if you haven't responded to it, you can still, you know, email me or send it to Instagram at Classroom Brew, because I'd be interested to hear what, uh, what your thoughts are or what you have done in the past. Now, the other thing, oh, this is the most disconcerting one. So this is from the Teachers Union, but it's from the Sun Times, Chicago Sun Times. And CPS is supposed to be, or they're poised, that's the actual word they used to rehire Aramark to clean schools. Even though they said we're not going to, even though the classrooms certainly weren't cleaned uh, in the years leading up to you know, this year, like absolutely filthy, and even during the pandemic, where they were supposed to be cleaned every day, but deep cleaned on Wednesdays when everybody was remote, regardless if they were hybrid or full remote. So just the whole day where it's just supposed to be, hey, clean these classrooms, deep clean them, because there's a pandem- a global pandemic. And we would kind of test that a little bit. Like maybe leave like a, a tissue or something like that on a desk. Maybe uh, if your shoes were a little dirty and, you know, not cleaning up the floor a little bit so you can kind of see if it was still there. And most of the time it was still there, but the little placard that went on our door went from dirty to clean. <laughs> so they weren't doing it. And I'm not trying to say it's easy to do it. But if it's in your job description, do it. If I'm a teacher, the number one thing I got to do, even when it's really hard, is teach every fucking day. So if you work for Aramark and you're in the kitchen, your number one job is to make the food and they do that. But if your job is a custodian and you're supposed to deep clean the school, or let's just say clean the school at all, you're supposed to clean the school. I say this and sound like I'm being condescending, but apparently for some people, they actually need that wake-up call and they need it to be explicitly stated because they seem to not want to do it, even though it's their only and main job description. Ugh. Yeah. So needless to say, if custodial staff is listening, <laughs> I know I'm mean, granted, great relationship with most of them. Most of them are very hardworking. But I just know, I'm talking about the entire district. I've only heard these things. I've had a few experiences, obviously, in the past. At one point, we had sub, substitute people for Airmark that came in because our people were sick or had something going on, whatever it was, and items went missing, like technology items, like we were just talking about, that was often teacher spent, teacher money spent to get it. So I'm not sure what they're thinking. Uh, Everyone in the comments was saying, that this is not a way to build trust. I don't know why the union's giving into this or why CPS is giving into this. Another broken promise. It's a horrible company. Horrible company and the schools are going to be filthy again. They've never been clean, really. It says this is the worst company they've ever hired. My office is only cleaned by me, which is fine, but this is not okay for the rest of the building. The company is, this company is not the answer. The school should be building, building base. Oh, the school should be having these cleaned by local businesses or building-based. Ba- building Had a hard time with that one, apparently. And I don't know. Every, there's only like one person that said, yeah, it's fine. They just kind of said like the, the shoulder shrug emoji. Everybody else is pissed about this. And do I feel one way or another? I guess I've kind of tipped my hand a little bit. I'm not happy about it. I'm not as angry about this as I am about <laughs> the, the Cubs saying, fuck it, let's just get rid of everybody. But let's be honest, the school cleanliness thing is truly more important. So I know my room is going to be clean because if there's a glaring issue, I'll take care of it. But this kind of goes hand in hand with we're not getting funding, we're not getting the proper cleaning. And so it's on teachers yet again to pick up the slack, which only allows this appeasement. And yes, I said appeasement. It only allows this process to continue and perpetuate and even get worse, more expensive and worse turnout and more responsibility that shouldn't be on teachers but it is on teachers because we have to be everything and i don't know maybe that's the more cynical version of it maybe i'm in a bad mood still because of everything that jed hoyer has done to my beloved chicago cubs but that's the view from over here for this episode episode uh 209 so uh, i saw this uh preview for it's called when Nature Calls and they somehow got Helen Mirren to uh, be the person to host it or to do the voice, whatever it is. We're going to talk about that next week because, wow, that, that is truly something. So thank you guys so much though for, for listening to this week's episode. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Check us out on Instagram at Classroom Brew. You can email me classroombrew at gmail.com. There is a YouTube channel, but really just listen in. Uh, if you want the video episodes on Patreon, but uh, we're available anywhere you get Music and podcasts and things like that, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything. Wherever you listen in, that's where we're at. So, thanks so much for listening. Uh, go Cubs! I guess we'll yeah, focus on the Bulls and the Bears because it's going to be a rough one. Uh, yeah. So there's no way that they're listening, but uh, to Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, and Javier Baez, uh, truly, thank you for breaking the curse and. I'm really sorry that Jed Hoyer is an asshole and the Ricketts family are the devil. This has been Classroom Brew. Class dismissed.